and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. 2020 was 20 not funny, but 2021 is, hey, 2020 fun. Is the first step of the new year? No. No, last episode of 2020, guys. What are your, you know, 2020 has been such a, a inter, let's just say interesting year. A very, like, you know, memorable year, I think. And and what are your favorite moments from 2020, guys? What are, what are the things you've enjoyed the most? Are you doing a little bit of a riff here on that? 2020 was actually like not very good and many bad things happened oh, during it. Oh, uh, did bad things happen? Guys, remember when 2019 ended and we we're all like, "Ah yeah, new decade, let's yeah, get it, me. boys." <laughs> Dude, I do think again, I I maybe did we either talked about this like IRL on or off the pod, I don't remember. On the pod. Oh, okay. <laughs> then maybe I won't go into it. 2016 is when we started blaming everything on the years, and we haven't stopped since. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I will but say. But the years have gotten worse. <laughs> do you think? Do you th- right? So do you think like during like the like antebellum like lead up to the Civil War period, everybody, every people are like, I can't wait for 1861 to be over, <laughs> like, <laughs> or like during like you know like historically like dark times in history, like like during the fall of Rome, they're like fucking. Aye, 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 300 AD just won't end. <laughs> <laughs> Did they all, they didn't have calendars back then. How would they know how, but it was 300 AD. They didn't have calendars in the year exactly 300 AD. I mean, they didn't have like a wall calendar like we do. They don't have, they didn't have mall. Where would okay. you buy one? All right, wait, wait, There's so, no okay. malls to buy wall calendars. Here's <laughs> what I'll accept is the, the common shit shoveler wasn't like, oh, 300 AD won't end. They're like, oh, yeah. this growing season is the longest in recent mm. memory. <laughs> but but then yeah. uh, like a monk, like a monk, like a monk would be like, hey, yeah, yeah, 300 AD. No. Knowing the date back then was white privilege. It was like hard privilege of like, oh yeah. yeah That's what I'm date. saying. You had to know how to read, Look at Mr. Which is Fancy like six Pants people. over here who has a date. My servants don't know the year, of course. Yeah. <laughs> they I'll never common. tell them. Even yeah. if I did tell them, like I me saying a number to them is just saying like gleep glop gleep. They don't know what it means. <laughs> I did ask uh, a question though, guys. What, what were your, what were your favorite? Let's skip the pretense and all the, the you don't bullshit. Care. This is not a real thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're just asking this to make banter, and we're making banter. <laughs> what you, was your what was your what was your Marty's your trying to add salt to our banter to our banter mix. Let me stop this banter <laughs> to ask this arbitrary question to make banter. Yeah. Let me put a p- pump the brakes on your banter for a second. I want different banter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. the banter let me I want. stop the let me pump the brakes on the banter and ask, what's your favorite food? <laughs> <laughs> All right, who brought the icebreaker this week? I'm just saying, what was your favorite movie, TV show? Mm, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even answered yet. What is going on, Bartbot? Marty loves bringing things to a screeching, grinding halt. That's his. That's what he brings him joy. And with that, welcome to Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs. Hey, this is a screeching, grinding start. Yeah, the number one podcast in some genre, somewhere. <laughs> Which one? I don't know. This week we're reviewing 
Clue, a 1985 American black comedy mystery film based on the board game Cluedo, known as Clue in America. This film was directed by Jonathan Lynn, who co-wrote the script with infamous disgraced comedy filmmaker John Landis. Just like the board game, the film follows six individuals, codenamed Mr. Green, Professor Plum, Colonel Mustard, Miss Peacock, Miss Scarlet, and Mrs. White, who, while attending a dinner party at an old mansion, must determine which of the six killed their host, Mr. Body. The cast features Eileen Brennan, Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, Michael McKean, Martin Mull, Leslie Ann Warren, as well as a host of supporting characters. Clue was something of a passion project from writer John Landis, who had pitched the film for years. The script went from writer to writer, including playwrights Tom Stoppard, composer Stephen Sondheim, actor Anthony Perkins. The latter two wrote their own uh, murder mystery film called The Last of Sheila around this time as well. Jonathan Lynn finished the script. They turned it into kind of this parody thing of the Agatha Christie books and uh, based and basically a parody of the board game in general. The film was a box office and critical bomb, though it obviously gained a cult following in later years. This film also famously featured multiple endings. <laughs> I'm losing steam. <laughs> multiple endings. <laughs> Uh, in theaters, it, you could see one of the three endings, though if you watch the movie today, it is played with all three endings back to back to back. There was a fourth ending that they did not film, which uh, involved Wadsworth, the butler of the film, played by Tim Curry, being revealed to be the killer of every single person in the death count. What am I trying to say there? Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on Clue? Hey, let's... Let's let's clue the listener in. Marty's sick, okay, and he's powering through this fucking podcast. Oh man! So we should. Uh, hey, Marty, where did what? How? What was the population of the town you got Taco John's in, though? <laughs> Just so that the viewer has some context. Mm, it was like less than four thousand people. Yeah, mistake. All right, I feel less bad for you. Yeah, it was I a mistake. I still feel bad for you, but less bad. <laughs> a Monday, um, what, mid, what time? What time did you eat this tea, Johns? 11 a.m.? 11.30, yeah. Oh, that's, that's, uh, an a.m. Taco Johns. Oh, um, a.m. Taco Johns in a 4,000 person town. I know. And they were backed up. I was asking for it. I was asking for it, guys. Hachi machi. Yeah. Well... Marty's powering through, so you got to give him Proud a little uh, wiggle room. He just got Thanks, through, guys. I believe, a 45-minute dissertation on uh, <laughs> Clue. I had, lo- I, I had more. I trimmed. I I wrote this like You edited down. Two I edited that while I was talking because I was getting bored while I was listening to myself. Solid. So. Well, I don't know if you noticed this, but I took my headphones off at the start of your <laughs> I saw. description. I saw. I had to take my yeah, shirt off. Kelly has memorized what you saying, gentlemen, like what the waveform looks like. So that's how he knows <laughs> to put his uh, headphones back on. Hey, Clue yeah. is a very good movie. Maybe the best movie. I don't know. Uh, we could talk about this later. When Ever we're rating it? Is it better than? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it better than Citizen Kane? Citizen Kane. Is it better than Walk Hard? The two probably best movies we talked. About I would. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I was going to say we save it for the end, but yeah, just go ahead. Oh, we can talk about it now. No, let's save it for later. But uh, but I, I'll uh, hint. I think Scott's on to something. There. I'll hint that I think it's better than Walk Hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Clue is very good. The cast is fucking stacked. The script, mm-hmm. this movie 
runs this movie goes at such an amazing like clip and like yes. it's just like written so snappily Aaron Sorkin eat your heart out baby the way people are <laughs> walking and talking and moving all around like you know the, the whole thing takes place in one house but it's just like so dynamic that you're just like glued to like the I don't know these people going back and forth between like four or five rooms and um it's like a great homage to the board game I don't know if it's really I would say that you know whether or not it's a spoof that's probably a loose definition but there's that one line where he's like where tim curry is like yes we're trying to find out who killed mr body and where and with what like yes um no it's it's clearly apparent because because like this is also like such a the country house thing is such a a played trope even by the 80s it was just like obviously agatha christie had written like twenty thousand novels that all were basically this and like yeah the the setup is so contrived and they make so many jokes about how contrived it is like how complicated the situation is and they are constantly like trying to justify their actions in a way and it's just it's just the way it's written is so precisely done to be so tongue-in-cheek i don't know i i I think it's like it's absolutely a spoof of these types of movies and it's like nailing it the whole time in my opinion this movie was good I watched it twice, actually, within the time. Because the first time, I felt like I didn't absorb it very well. Because it is a very, like, lot coming at... A lot of info coming at you at once. It's not one of those movies that you can... Fold your laundry to. Do the dishes to. <laughs> it's, it's a little more... Got a little more depth than maybe a goofy movie does. I would say <laughs> it's like a uh, chocolate lava cake. It's dense, folks. It's dense. <laughs> it's like me. It's mm-hmm. dense. Uh, Calling yourself stupid? Yeah. <laughs> in a British kind of way. In a, Brit- <laughs> in a, in a British kind of way. And it, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I don't know what to say other than, like, I've, I haven't watched this movie and I've been looking forward to it because it is just a romp. And I like Knives Out a lot. I've already talked about that on the podcast, I think. And Knives Out is like an homage to Clue, it feels like, in a lot of ways. If if oh, Knives Out is like the the just the straight up just re kind of doing like the remake of those kinds of movies, this is very much the the uh, the mean version of it, where it's just like no, we're gonna make fun of this the whole time. That they they make a good pair because Knives Out is like sort of reflexive in a similar way, but it's like the nice version where it's like no, we're like honoring these types of things. Yeah. Where Clue is just like the whole time, it's just like making fun of how stupid this is, and it's as someone who loves these types of movies so so much, this is. Oh, it's just right up my alley. This is always wait been a minute. One I you to do love one. mystery spoofs. <laughs> I never would I mean, have fucking guessed. <laughs> I mean, mystery movies in general, but yes, obviously, I've picked a lot of detective and mystery movies for us. I think the fact that it has multiple endings and like the way that the endings were released is really clever and. It's not my cup of tea. It, it, I I don't hate that they did it. I like Knives Out because it has like it. It's not if you can figure it out or not. It's like if you can figure it out and why and like what certain things mean and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Clue is more like you could guess probably two ways. I mean, the third way is kind of crazy. It was uh, what the butler. Uh, yeah, like all of them in on it. 
Yeah. That's the only one that ever makes sense because honestly, and honestly, they filmed it that way because you can see at the beginning of the movie that Mrs. Peacock, who's revealed to be one of the killers in two of the endings, you can see that she's not with them in one of the rooms at one point for a little bit. Yeah. She shows up late. So it's like they very clearly knew. I think they knew that, okay, they were like, we're going to justify why three endings could work. But I think it was always like kind of written intentionally with the third ending in mind. Because the third ending is, because the third ending is also the only one that pays off the relationship between Mr. Body and Mr. Green the whole time, which is basically like an abusive butler beating up one of the guests the entire movie. Like he's basically so mean to him. Like he just hits him, slaps him, pushes him down, cuts him off. It's, yeah. This movie. This is a hot take I just came up with. You guys ever watch that one video? It's a bunch of people in white suits and a bunch of people in black suits. And it the video comes up and it says, count all the people in white suits. And then it goes for like 15 seconds and they're like dancing around on the screen. You count them and you're like, ah, easy, 10. And then it says, oh, did you get 10? Good job. Did you notice the gorilla walk across the screen? And then it replays it and a gorilla walks across. That that's that's this movie. Wow. <laughs> okay. Except okay. that except that video did it in a much more compressed fashion. Way more digestible wow. for my yeah. for my dense head. And that's why that YouTube video as a movie, ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, Kelly needs all these movies to be two hundred percent shorter. He needs them to be negative in length. Yes, to like I need to, Oh man, imagine a movie where you watch it and you gain time back. <laughs> I would love that. Did so you guys watch Wonder Woman? <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. oh, God. I've heard it's really bad. The best take is... Mad Magazine, okay. you guys. Mad Magazine. I already, I'm already calling it. Ready? Blunder Woman. Oh! Hey. Ooh! Ow! Ooh! 1980 poop. Snore. Yeah, or poop. They're announcing it had, like, the best release, like, statistics of the year. Well, yeah. Oh, my but, like, God. Okay. It's, like, Ooh. gross. <laughs> Yeah. There's one so the movie all builds up to this one part where the main villain says, I renounce my wish. And when that happened, I was with my family and I announced, I declare bankruptcy because it was basically <laughs> that scene from the office. But the best tweet was, I renounced the last two and a half hours of my life. <laughs> very bad movie. Don't watch it. Yeah. It's a bad, it's a stinker. Clue though. Good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Great aspect of this movie. So the whole context of the movie is they're very clearly playing the game of Clue out as if it's a real thing. But there's a bunch of outside characters who keep showing up and they're the ones who keep getting murdered off. Right. Every uh, room that they go into is referred to by the name of it that it is on the board. And they built the set so that they would all be in the right spots. Uh, when they reveal the weapons, they do it in this very long two-minute scene of them slowly pulling out the weapons, looking at each of them individually in single shots, and then asking, what are these for? And then they explain what all the weapons are. It's the funniest bit to me to, to pull out the candlestick and do this dramatic close-up on it. Oh, it killed me. It kills me watching this movie. Well, I think we're done. Clue's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, I mostly just have a list of good jokes. I like, I love the, all the pratfalls. There's a pratfall in every single scene in this movie. The Mr. Green dropping Mrs. Peacock through his arms is like one of my favorite gifts to send to people. It's a hilarious fucking shot. Um, 
Christopher Lloyd being constantly horny and everyone else being so creeped out by him is also there's like the there's the there's the scene where they're announcing everyone is being blackmailed and that's why they're all called there together, and one of them announces like I'm being blackmailed and I'm doing what I'm being blackmailed for, and it was running a brothel in Washington D.C. and Christopher Lloyd's character is like, "What's the number? Where's it located?" <laughs> <laughs> like writes it down. like immediately yes. <laughs> yeah like without hesitation they're like that with all the characters like they con- like the, the the funny thing like watching this movie this time i realized how much the comedy is based on the characters and their relationships to each other it's not a very like the dialogue isn't like necessary it, it is like non-stop witty but it's mostly pointed toward like what we know about them and what is funny about their situation. Like, it's really like just it's good character comedy. That was the thing I was so shocked by is like, is this such a weirdly like just soundly written movie? Like, it's very it's bizarre. It's just it's and everybody point brings this up with this movie, but it's like a board game movie that's like extremely well thought out. Yeah, like, it's uh, tight. There's a lot of little there's not a lot of like huge like set piece jokes. There's just a lot of little snippety snappity dialogue a lot of little right like every character has like sort of their like archetype and then they're just doing little bits uh on on those little archetypes uh while they're getting all this exposition about the mystery tim curry uh is kind of the glue of this movie and you know he does fucking great like yeah it wouldn't be it wouldn't work without him I don't know if it's quite a spoof or I, it's more like it's more like it's like the Resident Evil movies, not a spoof of Resident Evil. <laughs> but, yeah, like a thing that's like a game. You know what I mean? Or like because like the game is kind of silly too. Like you know what I mean? Like fucking Colonel Mustard and shit. Like or I don't know. The game's kind of like campy in a way, like the way the movies campy. I don't know. It's definitely I don't know. It's it's kind of a spoof too. I'm just saying it's not like a not a not hard like epic spoof. movie. Yeah, like epic movie, a the, hard probably spoof. the prime example of a hard spoof. Like yeah. it's it had a lot of slapstick type bits, but not like Hanna Barbera slapstick, just like classier slapstick. <laughs> I don't know. It it definitely feels dated in certain ways, but in other ways, it's like that was smart what they did. The writing's still like quick witty like it's it really is it's a romp it's a romp if i may say when you go into the theater you're gonna be laughing from credits rolling to credits rolling there's a reason that when the credits are playing there is a raucous saxophone solo in that uh <laughs> credit song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's dated but not as dated as other movies like i just watched taxi driver that movie's also dated, but damn, some of the shit they do in that movie is like, ooh, oh, what? Yeah, I can't believe uh, I can't believe Martin Scorsese thought he was making a movie about a normal guy. <laughs> he's following all around this taxi driver. He's not normal at all. Yeah, he thinks this is what taxi drivers are like. I don't think they're this crazy. <laughs> Incels didn't exist yet, so Scorsese didn't have a reference point for Travis Bickle, so they just thought this is what men are like in New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I'm existential over here. 
I to go off of Scott Sachs comment, the score in this movie is fucking awesome. I forgot how much I love the score. The music started playing and I was like, oh, if every movie had this score, I would be so happy. I'm not even joking. I love the score so much. It's so delightful. There's a lot of I feel like this is like a uh, formula for success in especially like kind of campy, like fun movies like this is just there's a lot of set up and pay off like even though like like them smelling like the dog poop in the beginning or like you see that he steps in the dog poop and then like everybody smells it like normally that wouldn't be funny but just because like they they bring it back every time you like just begin to like forget about it or like just there's all this like set up to it or they just keep bringing stuff back like I just feel like that the the audience gets to it's just like lighting up little like it's lighting people's brains up like pinball machines just to be like oh yeah I I remember that I remember that I remember that same with home alone it's just like it's just like a lot of it's just getting you to the third act where like everything from the first two acts is paying off it's very like puzzle it's like a puzzle it's more home alone home is a great comparison there's not as much narrative arc going on in it, but it's more, it, and it is like classic mystery novel where it's just like you're just spending a ton of time setting things up and then slowly paying everything off in a satisfying manner. So if you read like an old mystery book, it's like every chapter has some sort of reveal that just keeps you, keeps you enticed, just enticed enough to want to find out who done it at the end. Mm-hmm. I, it's who did it. <laughs> um, no, it's not. Who don't it? <laughs> no, I maybe you guys need to go back to fucking English class. It's not who done it. Are you, what are you some sort of yokel? It's who who you could say who has done it, I guess. When I go to his steakhouse, I order my steak as well done it. <laughs> I think whoever started calling him who done it, I think that person was very stupid. I think I uh uh, uh I go to see my favorite uh puppet uh comedian Jeff done it. Oh God, I don't want to. Can we quit? Can we just end? Yeah, I keep now. trying to bring us in. I keep trying to bring us in for a landing, and then Marty jerks the fucking control stick back. <laughs> I didn't jerk anything. You, you know, you, you, me, me, you, you. As a movie. 10 out of 10. Yeah. This is one of my all-time favorite comedies. Every aspect is perfectly done. I think the best compliment Should I give this movie... old acquaintance... <laughs> keep going. Be forgot. The best compliment I can give this movie is... I don't think it's aspiring to be, like, a better movie than it is. Like, it's not trying to be this important thing or anything more clever than it is. It just gets the level of cleverness that it's trying to hit, and it perfectly nails that the entire time like it's not trying to overcomplicate things to the level that you can't pay attention or understand what's happening or get the jokes like it keeps the jokes simple enough that you can just enjoy it the whole time like i think this is a fucking perfect comedy uh as a spoof 10 out of 10 i just think this movie nails the genre like i think it it's like you guys i agree with you guys it's not a hard spoof it's not trying super hard to like make jokes on top of it it's more making fun of like the tone of these types of things and it's pretty obviously a parody of the board game as much as it can be um so does that make it a good spoof movie if it's spoofing a board game i think so i would give it a 10 out of 10 i think it's one of the better spoofs we've watched it was this movie 
with a nine out of ten <laughs> as a movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, like, I don't know. It's a classic. I almost think it's 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 weirdly it's remembered fondly, but it holds up. But also, like, come on, let's get a clue reboot. Let's reboot this clue so that we can be like, nah, the classic's better. Gotta watch the classic. Well, if they did do us another clue, I would want it to be, I would want it to have, like, nothing to do with this one. Like, I would want it to be, like, a completely fresh take. I would want Wes Anderson to direct it. And Owen Wilson be in it. All right. Wow, that's a, Kelly? Holy shit, I don't know where you pulled that from. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. Just a producer. What I'm a producer fucking what ether in your mind you reached elbow deep into? Can you guys imagine for just combo. a second? For just a second, imagine this this combo: uh, Owen Wilson acting, yeah, Wes Anderson directing, yeah, and you're what? telling me there's a mansion involved? Oh, now you got me hooked. He gets that gets a uh, eight out of ten as a spoof. Because I feel bad going any lower. I don't know how spoofy it is. It's just, yeah, I guess it's based on the board game. I guess it's a little jokey. I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. I don't think it's making fun of the source material. I think it's making fun with the source material. Uh, I think it's making fun of making the idea. Making fun to the source material? It's like making fun of the idea of doing this movie, right? Like, I think... I, so, yeah. yeah, I agree it's not making fun of the board game necessarily. It's more making fun of the idea of making a board game movie. This is what they should have done with Cats. Like, they're like, hey, yes. this is a crazy... We're not even going to start on, like, a serious tone with this. We're going to, like, go into it fully knowing it's insane to even try this. Get Jennifer Hudson singing into the camera out of here. This is shit is not going to work. You're not going to make people cry with this scene. Get the fuck out of here. So cats as a spoof, um, <laughs> probably zero out of ten. Uh, no, as a, as a movie, ten out of ten. This is one of the most like rewatchable. Like you put this on, I will never be mad. I will just sit down and start watching it. Uh, and as a spoof, yeah, like seven point five out of ten. That's three quarters of a spoof. Uh, I will not explain. that's fine hey scott yeah do you want to explain what your novelty song is us is to us this week Mm, maybe i don't want to explain that either now just kidding hey today we're talking about a little tune from the year 1976 uh and it was written and performed by a guy named larry gross and i know what you're thinking no it's not terry gross Different. And no, it's not G-R-O-S-S. He's not yucky. It's G-R-O-C-E. And the name of the song is Junk Food Junkie. So <clears throat> the song uh, tells the story of a man leading a double life. During the day, he boasts of his natural diet and lifestyle. However, at night, he indulges his little secret addiction to junk food. Yeah, so it's uh, that there's a little like twist. He go, when he starts talking, Kelly, you're going to love this. When he starts talking about the, I'll give you one guess. When he starts talking about the uh, junk food, what key he goes into? A sharp. <clears throat> I'm looking for, uh, I was just looking minor. for minor there. Yeah. A minor. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. 
guys, you want to guess where this peaked? I gotta listen to it first. I gotta listen to it first. Yeah, I need a clue. You do, okay? Clue. You need to hear. Otherwise, you're, how would you even know? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, with that, let's get a little taste. Larry Gross, 1976, Junk Food Junkie. I take out my strong box that I keep under lock and key, and I take it off to my closet where nobody else can see. I open that door so slowly, take a peek up north and south. Then I pull out a hostess Twinkie and I pop it in my mouth. Marty, what do you think this came in at? Billboard Top 100. Uh, number nine. Oh, what a brutal guess. Um, what, what, what? I'd like to hear your reasoning behind that guess. Such a specific guess. I want to know why. <laughs> so, uh, Scott. Why not uh, ten? Well, why not round to the nearest ten? Let's peel back the. First off, uh, it, let's peel back the curtain a little bit, guys. Um, so when we do the novelty song segment, we send a link to each other and we watch it. We actually never know before we do this. We, this is not, a, that's never a bit. We actually don't know what the other person's going to bring. So it's always a surprise to us. So Scott sent us this time the YouTube link to this song, uh, by Mr. Gross. And I clicked on the link. And when I got to the YouTube link, it says a number nine <laughs> hit by Larry Gross <laughs> on the description. You can play it in Discord. You can oh, play it in Discord. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, I didn't know that. Let's check out the link. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's the very first line oh. in the description. Yes, My God. Is, yes. <laughs> well, alright, Marty, I'm sorry, you get, it's 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 just a, it's, I'm holding the point I'm about to hand over to you and it's just like, dripping with this like black ichor of shame but um, I'm gonna hand this over to you now thank you for the point hey guys I have a question for you this is <laughs> you know Marty I absolutely roasted you for asking uh, what our favorite moments of 2020 were but here I have written <laughs> on my sheet hey guys what's your favorite junk food I gotta think that's a tough one Mm-hmm. It's kind of embarrassing to say. Mine Are we only talking celery. like 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 brandy branded snacky cakes or like? I guess what yeah. What what stuff? constitutes to you as junk food? Is pie junk know. food? Is pie is a home baked pie junk food? No, but like listeners, tweet at us. Yeah, tweet me. Tweet tweet me. Yeah, tweet that, specifically Kelly. Uh I think. Oh. oh. Well, lately I've been digging Dunkaroos, but like it's an ever-evolving favorite for me. You know what I mean? Like you asked me this five years ago, I'd probably say wine or something. <laughs> That's wine is junk food, junk drink. <laughs> it was five years ago. Speaking of the Romans, they were drinking in 300 <laughs> AD. They were drinking junk junk food. I would not consider like a good homemade pie to be junk food, or no. like homemade co- homemade cookies, but like oatmeal cream pies. Junk food, zebra cake rolls. Wait, oh, one hundred percent textbook. Sorry, junk. zebra cake. It's it's zebra cakes or Swiss cake rolls. They yeah. do have a hybrid that I have been eating. That's pretty good. Probably zebra cakes. Zebra cakes. That's mine. Definitively. Okay. Cosmic brownie. I do love a cosmic brownie. <laughs> Are we just rating favorite little Debbie, little Debbie snacks? Because yeah, cosmic little Debbie just number one. they just cornered the junk food market. I don't know. 
Cause like, it's just, it, it does seem like quintessential junk food are those highly yeah. processed pastries. Hell yeah. Yeah. Or like Starburst, like candy. Yeah. Ugh. Anything that's like kind of neon colored. I have a huge sweet tooth and it, I actually had a huge problem eating junk food when I was a kid. Uh, so I try not to as much as I can now. Um, I do when I'm Your driving. head is leaning to one side from the size of that sweet tooth. Uh, I, whenever I like road trip, that's usually when I snack pretty hard. And so road trip snacks, mm-hmm. Sour Patch Taco Kids, John's, Starburst, Starburst, Taco John's, apparently. No, Taco John's is dead to me, guys. Guys, I was driving up to Taco John's today. I'm like, you know, every time I have Taco John's, it's pretty good. This might be like a really good fast food restaurant. And then fuck you, Taco John's. You fucking betrayed <laughs> me. Hey, you're sitting on the Taco John now. Yeah, because, like, I guess fast food's <laughs> definitely junk food, too. Yeah. Oh, is totally Culver's is. junk food? Yes. <sighs> I'm oh, afraid to say. Oh, fuck. That's 90% of Kelly's oh, meals. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. So Culver's might be your favorite junk food. Does that count? I don't know. I don't know, because Culver's, <laughs> Culver's is almost like a home-baked pie. As I, far it's, as like, a little better, goes. yeah. Yeah, it's a step up. It's meat. It's got meat in it. <laughs> yeah, guys, I had a really good idea the other day. You go to Arby's and you get whatever you want from Arby's, but then you go to Culver's and you get their cheese cups because their cheese cups are so much better than Arby's because it's wow. Arby's has like the nacho gross cheese. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a life hack for you. Arby's, to- I always feel questionable about too, just because it's like so like seldom. It's like I don't want I want to I don't want to go to the drive-through that is just like empty. Like I don't want to be the only person in the drive-through. With yeah. Arby's? Arby's yeah. has people in it. Hardee's. Now that's an empty drive-through. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go to a Hardee's either. Hardee's closed during the quarantine and it still would have one old sad man in the corner of every restaurant. That's their mascot. Yeah. <laughs> is this gray-haired old his man? His name is his name is Carl Senior. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> just dad, keeping an eye on Junior. It's time to go home, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, my favorite junk food is probably celery, and I'm feeling a little nasty. Oh come on! <laughs> you can't do this to me. Dude, you can't play me like this. Okay, here's something. I'm trying to uh, make like the Aquafina slogan and drink more water. Cause I just like, I am so like, I'm like one of those people where like when I drink water, I'm like, ew, like I like need it to have some shit in there. So I've been like fucking like addicted to like, you know, propel crystal light, just a little Gatorade used to be, I used to, that's what I mean. I I broke my Gatorade habit and tried to (laughs) lighten it up by switching to propel sort of more of an adult's Gatorade, you know, uh, and now I'm just trying to, I used to do that like. In col in college, I had to I had to switch because I actually like was doing like juice, Gatorade, all that kind of stuff to the point where I dehydrated myself so badly. That's why I drink water nonstop like now because I just like I learned my lesson. I was just like, nope, I can't go back to that. So I yeah, I I feel you. It's hard though. No joke. I just like uh, like one day realized, oh, I'm just drinking a lot of sugar, and that's why my stomach hurts all the time. <laughs> so I just stopped. I mean, I still have like a soda every now and then, but bubbly water, guys, if you can get into it, 
it's fucking good and good yeah. for you. Here's the thing. I'm not a carbonation person. Because Scotty like a, the chug. If I'm drink, When I drink the water now, I'm like glug, 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 motherfucker. A soda, you take like three sips in a row and it's like trying to drink bees. <laughs> <laughs> they do be buzzing and stinging. I think you might be drinking. Are you trying to drink from a honeycomb, Scott? Is that what you've been trying to drink from? Yeah, Marty, you have a product for me specifically. <laughs> I do. Kelly, this week's novelty product is the Clue Books. The Clue Books were a series of promotional tie-in books based on the board game Clue, which involved uh, the six characters from Clue being invited, usually to their friend Mr. Body's mansion for an evening of dinner or some kind of yard game or something. Uh, eventually... This would devolve into either a murder or someone stealing something or just like a race. And you have to and like slowly the, the hook of the book being that the names of the characters are like slowly stripped away as you read the story. So you have to pay attention to where people were previously and try to like determine who is doing what at what time. So that by the end of each chapter, you you get a whodunit question and you can actually figure out who has done the thing that the uh, book is presenting you with. So it's the Clue books. I had a lot of these growing up, and I loved these books as a kid. Were these books the boxcar children books? (laughs) They do look like them. (laughs) Were these books the series of unfortunate events by Lemony Snicket books? They were structured like them. (laughs) Were these books the Goosebumps books? Pretty close to that. Pretty close. I know they weren't the Animorphs books, because you already brought the Animorphs books one week. <laughs> I did bring the Animorphs. Well, I brought the book cover for Animorphs. I didn't bring the book itself, because the book is not novelty. The book is a normal book. These books are novelty <laughs> books, though. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think they're novelty books. And young adult fiction is novelty. Wait, no, the Animorphs writer is chaotic good, isn't she? Yeah, no, she's great. Hell yeah. Never yeah, mind. We stand, we stand K.A. Books. Applegate. We stand yeah. K.A. Applegate. I crossed out J.K. Rowling on all my Harry Potter books that I don't own <laughs> and put in... What is it? K.A. Applegate. <laughs> K.A. Applegate rules. Kelly, remember uh, when we, we used to do this together, just the two of us? <laughs> yeah, wasn't it great? it's like we never it's like we're picking up right where we left off it's like we never lost it's just just, word association the the podcast yes (laughs) uh what do you got you got a game are we playing a game with just no 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 i just had the book uh full disclosure my parent i uh got this from my parents and uh lost the book that i was gonna bring i was gonna have a physical book we were gonna read from it a little bit but uh so i could show you an what example do they, of how the what do they yeah like what do they i gotta look up a picture at least Clues I just the sent books. You one in the, it's in the text channel oh i remember these these were boring <laughs> <laughs> these just like okay I'm I'm going I ju- I'm unlike 
unlike people who usually take the correct path on this fork, I do judge a book by its cover. <laughs> and I remember seeing these in the library and being like, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't see any Tamagotchis on this book cover. I'm not buying that. I'm not renting this one out from the library. Nah, these are right I, up my There's also these and boxcar children. Like, why would I want to read about sticks and hoops? The fuck? <laughs> Boxcar, I never got into. I didn't do those. I didn't do the Babysitter Club. None of those. Boxcar Children and Babysitter's Club are actually more recent than I give them credit for. I just, I think I associate Boxcar Children with like Little House on the Prairie. Which, like, wow, what a crazy show that was just like always on TV after school that no one talks about anymore. TV dies. (laughs) There's like a, we should make a new podcast called TV Graveyard. And we just review old ass shows that used to be very popular, but no one talks about them. But we don't watch any of it. We review them based on the Wikipedia article. On memory alone. <laughs> yeah, because I no don't want to watch any more stuff. Yeah. Marty's given me enough homework over the years. No more homework. <laughs> just sick of. Dude, I've consumed so much media this year. That's like the high and low light of 2020. I watched all of Vanderpump Rules. Have I gone on Vanderpump rants on this? Yeah, we've podcast? talked about this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I I like that I've watched. I actually do feel like having watched you know sixty plus spoof movies at this point. Uh, for me, I like I like doing that with the genre though. Like I do like having seen the highs and lows of something like this because it gives me a good context for like historically what has and hasn't worked over the years. I don't know. I always like I like that kind of stuff though. I think I think once you get to two hundred, you are you are officially the go to pundit for CNN. When <laughs> when uh, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be like a bombing, and it's going to be by some director who did oh a God. who did a spoof That's movie, so and you're going to be the one called in as the expert. I think <laughs> like my goal at, at for now at the long at, at, the, at the end of the podcast is to get to the point where I'm considered like uh professor level like you could hire me to do a spoof movie course at a film school that would be the goal i think at the moment marty good luck i (laughs) never wanted i would love to be i'll be your andy richter in those lectures but that's about that's about it i don't want to it will be in lecture and you'll break off into TAs and you'll be like, I've asked all of your TAs to prepare a novelty product for you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I still just do the podcast, but as a college course. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. They do oh that at God. NYU. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think Comedy Bang Bang is still uh, has a dissertation every year. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, this episode sucks. Sorry. <laughs> We miss you, Scott. I miss Scott so much. Scott will be back next week. Don't you worry, everyone. He better. Oh, God, he better. Love you. I better knock on wood. I better knock on wood here. Love you. Appreciate you. Bye.